Welcome to A Flame for Christ, homilies to set your heart on fire with love for Jesus Christ. My name is Father Joseph Gill, priest of the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut, and you've joined us on this fifth Sunday of Ordinary Time. I want to teach you a very simple, easy, and quick way to become a saint. And it actually boils down to only three words, just a three-word prayer, that if you pray it enough, will make you a saint very quickly. And yeah, it really is that simple. And the prayer is this, for you, Jesus, for you, Jesus. Saints have been made with nothing more than this prayer and this mindset, for you, Jesus. It's a great story about Mother Teresa once washing the sores of a dying man who reeked and was covered in filth. And a reporter was standing nearby and was just repulsed by the sight. He said to her, I wouldn't do that for a million dollars. To which Mother Teresa responded, well, neither would I, but I would do it for the love of Jesus. To do all things and to endure all things for love of Jesus. That's the secret of sanctity. And at the same time, it makes all of life very sweet. And I think that's important to remember when life becomes bitter. We see in today's readings two very distinct portraits of suffering. So first, in the first reading, Job says that man's life is a drudgery. He believes that suffering is completely meaningless. It's something that we have to avoid at all costs. And we definitely see that idea in today's world. In fact, there's a philosophy that's often called hedonism, which simply means that pleasure is the highest good. So if something is unpleasant or boring or difficult, we shouldn't do it or we shouldn't endure it. I mean, think about that. Like, There's lots of worthwhile things that involve suffering, right? Becoming physically fit or having a healthy marriage or having a relationship with God. It's not always fun and games. And so clearly, avoidance of suffering is not the way to go. And practically speaking, it's really never fully possible either. Okay, so in contrast, we see a different view of suffering in today's gospel. Jesus heals every one of everything. Does that mean that God wants to take away all illness? Sometimes you'll hear preachers, especially Protestant evangelicals like Joel Olstein, preaching something called the prosperity gospel. That's the idea that God wants to take away all our suffering if we just have enough faith or devotion or positive thinking. But that's not why Jesus heals people. He doesn't heal them just because God really wants to take away all suffering. He does it to increase their faith so that they can realize that he really is the true Messiah. As Pastor Rick Warren used to say, God is more interested in your character than your comfort. So he's not always 24-7 ready at your beck and call to take away all suffering. Okay, so if suffering then is not a meaningless reality to be avoided at all costs, like Job thought, and it's not necessarily that God wants to take away all your physical suffering, so then what can be done with suffering? Well, we go back to that three-word prayer. For you, Jesus, the secret to making everything in life valuable and sweet. For you, Jesus. Suffering is meant to do two things. First of all, it's meant to transform us and to make us like Christ. The old story goes that a young boy was watching Michelangelo carve his famous statue of David out of this giant block of marble. And after a while, the boy, in awe, said to the famous sculptor, How'd you know he was in there? To which Michelangelo responded, Well, I simply removed everything that wasn't him. In the same way, Christ wishes to be revealed through your virtue, but first he must remove everything that isn't him. Now, if a block of marble had feelings and could speak, I bet it would find that chiseling process rather painful. And likewise, some Christ sometimes painfully strips away our sins and our vices, our attachments and our selfishness, so that he may be revealed in us. For you, Jesus, that you may live in us. But the other element of suffering is that suffering is meant to be offered to God as a living sacrifice. It's a great story in the life of King David in 2 Samuel. There's a, a devastating plague that struck the land. 
Now a prophet goes up to David and tells him that to end the plague, David needs to offer a sacrifice to God. So David then goes to a certain man and asks to purchase his barn so he can offer a sacrifice to God right there to end the plague. And the man replies, well, of course, take my barn for free and take any of the cattle and whatever you want. But David, in his integrity, responds and says, I will not offer to my God anything that costs me nothing. And he's willing to pay the man full price for this barn and for the cattle. But what a great attitude of faith. I will not offer God something that costs me nothing. So we suffer so we can offer God something of great value that is taken away from us, right? Either he takes away maybe a friendship or our job or our health and anything else that God requires. And that's what he wants as a sacrifice for you, Jesus. I remember one time I was at a family's house for dinner and their 10-year-old son refused to eat his broccoli. And, you know, I don't know if you can relate to that, but, you know, it wasn't obstinacy. He wasn't trying to do it to be disobedient. It literally made him physically nauseous. And he wanted to obey his parents, but he just felt physically unable to do so. So his parents and I sat him down there and we gave him this pep talk. And we said, look, Chris, just offer this to Jesus. Make it a sacrifice of love. And he said, okay, I will. And he did so heroically and he was able to eat the entire portion. It was the love of Jesus that overcame his natural disgust. And it did cost him a great deal. And thus, it was a beautiful act of love for you, Jesus. Anything and everything for you, Jesus. When we are rejoicing with friends, for you, Jesus. Before playing a game, for you, Jesus. Before your workday, during a quiet study hall, when stuck in that traffic jam on the merit, for you, Jesus. Anything that we endure, anything that we do that's not a sin, can be offered to God. St. John Vianney said, Here is a rule for daily life. Do not do anything which you cannot offer to God. Everything else we do then, everything we can enjoy and endure, for you, Jesus. Try this prayer frequently. It will make you a saint very quickly. For you, Jesus.